0: Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Part 3 My Shore Adventure. Chapter 13 How My Shore Adventure Began. The appearance of the island when I came on deck next morning was altogether changed, although the breeze. And now utterly ceased, we had made a great deal of way during the night. and we Were now lying becalmed about half a mile to south-east of the low eastern coast. Grey-coloured woods covered a large part of the surface. This even tint was indeed broken by the, up by streaks of yellow sand, breaking the lower lands by many tall trees of the pine family, outtopping the others. Some singly, some in clumps, but a great colouring. The general colouring was uniform and sad. Hills ran up clear above the vegetation in spires of naked rock. All were strangely shaped and spy clasts, which was by three or four hundred feet the tallest on the island, likewise the strangest in its configuration, running up sheer almost every side and then suddenly cut off the top like a pedestal to put a statue on. His spaniel was rolling scuppers under in the ocean swell, the booms were tearing at the blocks and rudder was banging to and fro, whole ship creaking and roaming and jumping like a manufactory. I had to cling tight to the backstay, the well turned giddily before my eyes. Although I was a good enough sailor, when there was was way on, Just standing still and being rolled about like a bottle was a thing I never learned to stand, about. crying or so, above all, in the morning, on an empty stomach. Perhaps it says this, perhaps it was the look of the island, its grey melancholy woods and wild stone spears, the surf that we could both see in the air foaming and thundering on a steep beach. At least, although the sun shone bright and hot, shore birds were fishing and crying all around us. You could, you would have thought, anyone would have been glad to get a la- to land. At being so long at sea, my heart sank, as saying as the saying is. Then, unto my boots, from the first lock onward, I hated the very fault of Treasure Island. A dreary morning's work before us, but there was no sign of any wind, and the boats had to. We got up out and manned the ship, walked three or four miles round the corner of the island, up the narrow patches to the haven behind Skeleton Island. I volunteered for one of the boats where I had, of course, no business. He was thrilled when the men grumbled fiercely over their work. Anderson was in command of my boat. Instead of keeping the crew in order, he grumbled as loud as was. Well, he said with oath, it's not forever, I thought this was a very bad sign, for up to that day, men had gone briskly, willingly about their business. The very sight of the island relaxed the call to discipline. All the way in, Long John stood by the steersman of Condor's ship. He knew the passage like the palm of his hand, though men and the chains got everywhere more water than them down in the chart. John never hesitated once. There's a strong scowl with a rib, he said, and there's, there's here a package that's been dug out in a manner of speaking with a spade. brought up just where the anchor was in the chart, about a third of a mile from each the shore, mainland on the third, one side and skeleton island on the other. But was clear sand, a plunge of what all. anchors sent up clouds of birds wheeling and crying over the woods, and less than a minute. They were down again and all were months. Small silence. A place of tiny lot land, buried in woods and trees coming high down to the high water mark. Shores mostly flat, hills top, tops standing around in the, that distance, a sort of amphitheater. So one here and one there. Two little rivers of rather two swamps, emptied out into this pond, as you might call it. The foliage round the part of the shore had a kind of poisonous brightness. The ship, we could see nothing of the house of stockade, for they had been quite buried among the trees. If it had not been for the chart of companion, we might have been the first that ever anchored there since the island arose out of the seas. There was not a breath of air moving nor a sound, but that of the set of booming half a mile along the way, along the beaches and against the rocks outside. Curious stagnant smell hung over the anchorage. A smell of sudden leaves and rotting tree trunks. I heard the doctor sniffing and sniffing. There's something, someone tasting a bad egg. Don't know about treasure, he said, but I should take my wig. There's fever here. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The conduct of the men had been alarming in the boat. It became truly frightening when they had come aboard. Lay about the deck growling together and talk. His son's order was received with a black look and gradually and carelessly obeyed. Even on his hands might have caught the infection, but there was not one man aboard to mend. Another mutiny, it was plain, hung over us like a flunder cloud. not only we, of the coming party, who perceived the danger, Long John was hard at work, going from group to group, spending himself in good advice, as for example, no man could have shown a better. He fairly outstripped himself from windness and civility. He is all smiles to everyone. If an order were given, John would be out on his church in instant, with a curious, aye, aye, sir. The world, when there was nothing else to do, he kept up one song after another, as if to conceal the discontent of the rest. Out of all the gloomy features of the, that gloomy afternoon, this obvious anxiety on part of Long John appeared the worst. Here are the cancel in the captain in the cabin. Sir, said the captain, if you ordered another or- risk another order, the whole ship will come up about our oh, ears by the run. You see, sir, here it is. I get a rough answer. Do I not? Well if I speak back, pikes will be going in two shakes. If I don't, silver will see there's something under that. Our game's up. will we only one man to rely on. And who's that? asked the squire. Silver, sir, replied the tender captain. He's anxious, as you and I, to smother things up. This is Tiff. He should he soon talk them out of it if he had a chance. I propose to do give him a chance. Actually, on the men an afternoon's shore. They will go. They'll fight the ship. If none of them go, then we'll hold the cabin and guard defend the wreck. If you go, some go, you mark my words, sir. Silver, bring a board of games, as mild as lambs. So it was so decided, but only pistols were served out for all shoremen, Hunter, Joyce, and Ruth, Ruth were taken into our confidence and received the news with less surprise and better spirit than we had looked for. And then the captain went on deck and dressed the crew. And lads, said he, had a hot day and all tired, all and out of sorts, and turned ashore. Hurt nobody. The boats are still in the water. You can take the gigs as many as you as please They go ashore for the afternoon. I'd like, better fire a gun half an hour before sundown. I believe the city fellows might have thought they would break their shins over treasure as soon as they were, they were landed. But they all came out of their socks in a moment, gave a cheer that started the echo. Far away, hills, sent the birds once more flying and squalling round the anchorage. A captain was too bright to be in the way. He whipped out the sight for a moment, leaving Silver to arrange the party of fancy. It was as well as he did so. Had he been on deck, he could no longer so much have pretended not to be unstandard at its situation. Playing as day, Silver's was captain, and mighty rebellious crew he had of it. On his hands, and I was soon to see, it proved there was, was such a bold. Must have been very stupid fellows, or rather, as though well, the truth was this, all hands were disaffected affected by the example of right-wing leaders. Only some more, some less. A few, from being good fellows in the main, could either be led nor driven any further. If no, if one thing to be idle sulk, and sulk, and quite another to take a ship and murder a number of innocent men. Alas, however, the party is made up. Six fellows would stay on board as for 13, including silver began to embark. Then it was that there. Then it was that there came in my head the first of mad notions that contributed to so much to save our lives. Six men taken by silver, the plain our party, could not take the flight of the ship. And since only six were left, it was equally plain. The cabin party had no present need. my sisters, it to me at once to go ashore, a jiffy, I slipped over, uh, over the side, curled up the four sheets of the nearest boat, and almost at the same, same moment she shoved off. No one took notice of me, only the bowl of saying, Is that you, Jim? Keep your head down. The silver from the other boat looked sharply over and called out to know if it w- were me, and from that moment I began to regret that I had done um, the crew raced for the breach, but the boat I was in, having some start, being at once lighter and better man, shot far ahead of the consort and bow, was struck among the side trees. I had caught a branch and swung myself out and plunged the nearest figot, while Silver and the rest were still a hundred yards behind. Jim, Jim, I heard him shouting. But uh, you may suppose I paid no heed, Jumping and ducking, breaking through, I ran straight before my nose, Till I could run no longer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,